It is time for another LA Kings fan feedback show. We'll discuss potential trades, contracts, and your comments on a week's worth of shows on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Every day. Thanks for making Lockdown LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love for you to leave us a positive comment on Apple Podcasts if you're a fan of the show. And we're also on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you are enjoying this content. My name is Eddie Garcia. I'm your host of Lockdown LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for almost 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co host of the Puck Podcast. It's a weekly NHL review show. That's been putting out content for the past 16 years and a passionate LA Kings fan for the past 30 years. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. It is time for another Kings fan feedback show. We've got lots of questions and comments, so let's get right into it. And as usual, we start with the emails. The first one comes from Randy. He is in Fredericton, New Brunswick, Canada. He says, hi, Eddie. Love the show. I listen every day. Well, Randy, that makes you an everydayer. I can't wait for the next episode. I've been a Kings fan since uh, the day Gretzky became a King. I watch every game and hope to someday get an opportunity to go to a game in L.A. If that ever happens, Randy, let me know. would love to say hi and uh, welcome you to Los Angeles. Uh, He says, I have heard on different outlets, not only your show, about the Kings potentially trading Victor Arvidsson to save some cap space. While it's true his cap hit is $4.2 million, trading a combination of Sean Walker and Sean Dursey would give equal cap space or close to it. I much prefer keeping Arvidsson. Moore won't be traded because of a new contract. Ayafala won't either because he's so versatile and good defensively. As you have said before, trading Peterson would be very difficult. If that were possible, that would be a best-case scenario. All I can say is I can't wait for the silly season as they call it here, to start summer, the draft, trades, signing of a few of my favorite things. Until then, thanks for the great shows and keep up the great work. Go Kings, go. Well, Randy, thank you very much um, for the uh, email. Uh, Yes, it has been talked about on this show and others. And yes, trading Sean Dursey and Sean Walker would be preferable to trading Victor Arvidsson. But as I've said, Arvidsson would get more in return Uh, He's more valued than those other two players. Um, uh, Yes, I do think there is interest in Sean Dursey from other teams. Uh, I don't think there's much interest in Sean Walker. Um, In the end, I think Victor Arvidsson will stay, uh, and I think the Kings will probably not be bringing back Vladislav Gavrikov or Jonas Corposalo. Uh, Our next email comes from Rich. He's in San Pedro. He is literally like three blocks away from me. Uh, He says, uh, so I hope it doesn't come to this, but... Looking at cap friendly, the Knights, thanks to cap circumvention come the playoffs, have way too many players under contract. They have four goalies, but only one signed after the season. Thompson, Brassois, and Hill all played this season. Quick is a backup right now because Brassois went down in the early rounds. Quick will likely not be back with the Knights due to cap space. Aren't the Blue Jackets paying most of his salary? With all that being said, if the Knights win at all, do they make room for Quick's name on the cup or will he be slighted? Does he deserve it? My understanding is that you can only have two goalies on the cup unless you petition for extra names to be added. A lot of other players would also be left out. Also, I know that it has come up in past GM's meetings, but 
Do we see the cap circumvention ever being modified? GMs need to understand that this is a loophole. Thanks, Eddie. Uh, for the next two weeks, go Panthers. Uh, well, uh, Rich, uh, the Blue Jackets are paying or did pay 50% of Jonathan Quick's salary after he was traded to Vegas. Players don't get paid for the playoffs, by the way. They get paid for the regular season. The playoffs are just extra. I don't know if people know that or not. Uh, there are certain incentives players can make if they help their teams win a Stanley Cup or something like that. But uh, as far as your salary goes, it's just for the regular season, which is interesting. Uh, as for the Golden Knights, if they win the Cup, would they put Quick's name on it? I would think if he's the backup for most of the playoffs, that you kind of would have to put his name on the Cup. Um, I'm not sure about rules as far as how many goalies you can have on the cup um it is possible by the way he could still play in a game at some point and if you play in a game in the final i think you're almost assured of getting your name on the cup um so i would tend to lean towards yes um as far as what impact he's had with the golden knights i mean there were going to be a playoff team with or without him they're going to win the cup with or without him or not um i think you could argue best case scenario maybe he helped them to win the division because they ended up winning the division by two points and he picked up like three or four wins maybe even five wins when he was with the team of course you could argue another goalie could have done that as well maybe um but yeah it is interesting we'll see if, if he gets on the cup or not it's i guess it's not a lock um but like i said if you're the backup in the stanley cup final for most of the series or all the series i kind of think you would get your name on the cup but we'll see um, as far as the loophole with the salary cap, uh, if you don't know what Rich is talking about, um, we've seen this a few times over the past, past few years with guys like Patrick Kane in Chicago, Nikita Kucherov in Tampa Bay, and now Mark Stone in Vegas. If a player gets hurt late in the year, teams can put them on long-term injured reserve. They get cap relief because of that, and then they can add players because that number is taken off the salary cap. And then once the playoffs start, the salary cap isn't in effect. And so you can add those players back on the roster. So in effect, the Golden Knights are over the salary cap, but it doesn't matter in the playoffs. So that is the loophole that Rich is talking about. I think it is something that needs to be changed. I know that any team can take advantage of this. It's not like certain teams are getting preferential treatment. Any team can do this potentially. Um, but I, I do think it's something that needs to be addressed, but I have not heard any conversation from any of the, uh, GM meetings that have been held recently about doing something to get rid of this. So it doesn't look like it's going to change anytime soon, but I'm not a fan of it until the Kings can take advantage of it. Of course, uh, we get this from Ed in Temecula and he says, writing from Osaka, Japan, the birthplace of my wife of 54 years of marriage. She passed away three years ago, uh, had suffered some strokes and other health issues. I was her caregiver for three and a half years. Uh, she used to sleep through most of the Kings games, but wanted me to wake her up when, if the game went to overtime. She liked the three-on-three format. Much more exciting than the entire game uh, of a 2-1 score. He says, I see you were born in Hawaii. May I ask your, if your wife is Hispanic or of Asian descent? He also says compliments to you. Uh, you really have an outstanding knowledge of the Kings history and the NHL. Well, I try. Uh, he says, my question to you is, if you were GM and you wanted to change the roster uh, for this offseason, what would you do? Uh, you really understand all this cap space. I would like to know what you think. 
Now is your chance to get Dowdy to take a pay cut and use the savings to do something with that money. Why not Kopitar take a pay cut as well? Players in the MLB and NBA and NFL make deals to help their teams have more cap space. Why not you as GM? Uh, he also says, I hope your toe is healed. And what is with your wife and Connor McDavid? She can't even respect one of our Kings as her favorite. Maybe she says that just to frustrate you. Go Kings, go. Ed, I have no idea what, what you're talking about with the Connor McDavid stuff. Um, yeah, I don't. My my wife is a Jonathan Quick fan, and her her least favorite team is the Vegas Golden Knights. So when Jonathan Quick ended up with Vegas, in her mind, he's just retired. He no longer plays in the NHL. She is choosing to not acknowledge that Jonathan Quick plays for Vegas. I don't know what the comment is about uh, McDavid. Um, condolences about your wife. Um, my wife is of Croatian descent. Um, I was born in Hawaii because my dad was in the, in the military, in the army there. Um, my toe has fully healed from my big toe being broken, taking a slap shot off it in my beer league hockey game. Okay, as for restructuring contracts, uh, that cannot happen in the NHL. And as a matter of fact, it doesn't happen in the NBA or baseball either. It does happen in the NFL. That's because NFL contracts aren't guaranteed. Contracts in baseball and basketball and hockey are guaranteed contracts. And so under the collective bargaining agreement, you are not allowed to restructure contracts. So, yes, this does occur in the NFL. Probably most famously, Tom Brady, the Hall of Fame quarterback of the New England Patriots, he would restructure his contract like every year um, to help the team out. Of course, in the long run, he still got all that money. And people, I think people might think that if you restructure your contract, that somehow is. It, yes, it is helping your team as far as their situation uh, with the rest of the roster, but you're still getting your money. They're just deferring it later on down the line or, or giving you signing bonuses and things like that. So uh, as far as restructuring contracts in the NHL, that does not happen. It's not allowed uh, under the CBA. Uh, if I was the Kings GM, what would I do? Well, I mean, we haven't really looked into. I haven't done it. I'm going to do it on a future show, um, probably after the draft, as far as what the free agent market is for left-handed defense, for goaltenders, what the Kings are looking at. I think the first and most obvious move, though, maybe not the first move, but I think the most obvious move is looking to move Sean Dursey. We've got too many right-handed defensemen. He's young. He's offensively gifted. I think teams that would be interested in him, I would definitely be looking to move him to another team and going from there. Uh, the next email, you know what? Let's going to pause the emails for a second because I need to let you know but today's episode of Locked on LA Kings is brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. Uh, if you want to buy tickets to your favorite events, uh, well, it shouldn't be stressful. And Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all your sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. I saw the Dodgers are hosting the Yankees this weekend. That's going to be a pretty big ticket around the LA area. Uh, with the Game Time app, tickets are easy to find and buy for every event in your area, and you get the lowest prices guaranteed with event cancellation protection game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event and the game time guarantee means you will always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less game time will credit you 110 percent of the difference buy tickets in a matter of seconds two taps on your phone and you're set uh, the tickets go directly to your phone you never have to look through your emails to get them so download the game time app create an account and use the code locked on nhl for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms apply Cre again create an account 
Redeem the code locked on NHL for $20 off. Download the game time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Uh, one more email to get to before we move on to the YouTube comments. This comes from Vin and Sam in San Diego. Uh, and they say, first of all, thank you for keeping up with the daily podcast, even though it's unofficially officially or even though it's officially off season for our LA Kings, uh, we are everydayers and it's always a pleasure to see a new locked on Kings podcast available notification on the phone. Uh, your interview with Ted Sobel was one of the week's highlights for us. He was quite an entertaining and engaging guest. We were disappointed that it had to fit into the 30 minute limit. It felt too short. We're sure he had more stories and viewpoints to share with you. I'm sure that's true as well. Uh, we found that to be the case also with some of your other interviews. They just don't seem long enough and get into, and you can't can get into a deep dive with the interviewee. Was wondering if it's possible to have longer interviews with certain special guests and splitting the interview into two shows, a part one and a part two. This may not be possible if your YouTube shows are live, but we thought we'd throw it out there anyway. P.S. Vegas Golden Knights loss uh, was also a highlight of the week. I wish Dallas could have taken them to a seventh game. Uh, and then they would have been exhausted and beaten up to go to the Stanley Cup Finals again. Thank you again, and go Kings go. Well, uh, Vin and Sam, glad you liked the interview with Ted Sobel. Uh, we're going to try and have him on again at some point before next season gets going, because you're right, he does have a lot of great stories uh, that we could talk about. Uh, I think I've mentioned this before, but the Locked On Network has some general rules that they want all of their shows to follow. They want us to have a show fit into a window no less than 20 minutes and no more than, say, 30 to 35 minutes. They've done research that says most people will not listen to a show that is longer than that, um, but they want a show to be you know, around 25 minutes or so. So doing a two-part show, um, having it broken up into two different episodes, that's possible. Um, I'll check in with the higher-ups if they, if they think that's something that would be okay, especially for an off-season show. But um, look, we're... We're working on trying to get a former LA King player that played on one or both of the Stanley Cup winning teams because there's uh, an anniversary coming up here very soon of the Kings winning their Stanley Cups. So we would love to get a former player on from one or both of those teams to talk about it. Um, we're working on it. And if that happens, maybe we, we do split it up into two different shows. Uh, let's get to some of your YouTube comments. Uh, and we'll start with comments that were involving uh, our first episode of the week, which was on Victor Arvidsson and a potential trade of Victor Arvidsson. This comes from Dr. Bob 512. He says, thanks, Eddie, for another good Kings video. I think Arvidsson is too valuable a player for Blake to trade. Uh, much better to trade more. I have followed than Arby, but I think Blade will not trade more because he just signed into an extension. Kings don't have another player like Arby. I think, I think Kevin Fiala is a upgrade over Victor Arvidsson, a little bit uh, better skater, a little bit better shooter, but in the same mold of a Victor Arvidsson. Um, but yeah, I, I certainly get the sentiment. Uh, Dominic Ephraim says, I don't know how this summer will play out, but I personally don't want to see RV moved. I think he is exactly what LA needs to continue to grow. Don't really want to see any of our forward groups go, so I won't speculate on who should stay or go, but RV is definitely someone I want to keep. And that has been uh, the sentiment around a lot of uh, Kings fans, it seems, when talking about Victor Arvidsson. And I get it. He's a very fun player to watch, uh, a valuable contributor. And uh, if he does go, that'll be a very difficult decision. I don't think he's going to be moved. Uh, this is from Luis Willis. He says, uh, it's obvious that we need toughness 
not just a goon, but a tough, complete player. See what Matthew Kachuk has done for the Panthers. We were pushed around by the Oilers. That was the difference between the two teams. I don't agree with that. Um, I, but, Luis, you're not the only one who has mentioned that. So I'm not going to dismiss it because multiple people have said that. I didn't see that. I think we lost the Oilers because their power play was out of this world and Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid are amazing. Um, but I didn't see – I don't think we lost because we were out physical or we were pushed around. But uh, some people agree with you on that. Uh, some comments on the Kings 2018 NFL draft that we talked about. Uh, this comes from Ricky Hazel, and he says, uh, you're missing the mark on Akil Thomas. He is a very, very good player who can literally play any position on the ice, smart, responsible, high-skilled player. He would be much further up the ladder if not for injuries, double shoulder surgery last season to fix problems that affected him the season prior and shoulder surgery again this past season. But he's much more than a guy that, like a lot of Kings prospects, injuries are holding him back, and Aiden Dudas has NHL written all over him, bottom six forward who plays a Blake Lizotte style, a very similar player. Uh, yeah, Akil Thomas was the Kings' second-round pick in 2018, and I have said, or I did say on our one of our shows this week, that I don't believe at this point that he's going to be an NHL player, and Ricky is 100% correct. He has had a bunch of injury issues that has certainly affected um, his progress and ability to maybe make the NHL, but... Look, I hope you're right, Ricky. Um, I I just I don't think it's going to happen. Um, I, I think when he has played and when he has been healthy at the AHL level, he's okay. But I think playing at that level, you got to really stand out if you're going to be an NHL player. But we'll see if he can stay healthy this season, put up some numbers. Maybe he gets a shot. Um, but there's also, I mean, there's not a lot of room for him either at the NHL level with the LA Kings as it stands right now. So we shall see. Like I said, the book hasn't closed on him yet, but obviously it's been a difficult road for Akil Thomas. Just stay healthy, kind of like Alex Turcotte, and hopefully we can see you know, what they are or what they are not. But uh, the health thing has been an issue for sure. Uh, Mikey J commenting on the number one pick in 2018, Rasmus Kupari says, if Kupari is a successful draft pick, then you must have a time machine, Eddie, because I keep waiting for him to do something impactful for the Kings, and that hope has been in vain so far. Damn, I didn't know you were one of those Vegas haters, and what is it with not rooting for ex-Kings anymore? Seriously, why? Because they're winning now? Um, Yeah, Mikey, I don't root for them because they aren't a King anymore. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty simple. And am I a Vegas hater? Yes, I'm a Vegas hater. They're a division rival. I hate every team in our division. Uh, as for Rasmus Kupari, um, I, 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 what I was, my comment on him was that I think when, again, five years after you've been drafted, which was why we looked at the 2018 draft class, if you have made it on the NHL roster, then you are, I want to say successful, but that draft pick has, has borne fruit, right? If you make it to the NHL within five years of being drafted, even if you're playing, you know, bottom four or, or bottom six minutes then you, you're contributing to the NHL roster. And you may think a number one pick should be more than that, but it, that isn't always the case. And again, um, just because it's that five-year window to try and make it to the NHL doesn't mean you should expect them to be impact players. Remember, Rasmus Kupari was taken in the back end of the first round. And in the 2018 draft, most of those guys haven't done much at the NHL level. So you have to take that into account as well. So considering the 2018 draft class, 
considering he was a later first round pick and considering he is on the NHL roster now, I think at this point that Rasmus Kupari has been a success. That said, he still has more development to do. And if if he's going to be a success overall in the mold of guys like Gabe Velarde and Adrian Kempe, then we'll have to give him a few more years for that. But at this point, being a you know five years from his draft class that he's in the NHL when a lot of other guys aren't, that success in that kind of context. Uh, this from Vintage Teal, he says, I'm wondering how our pandemic lockdown changed the development of players. The entire year was so completely lost as far as these guys having experience. Uh, will they bloom later? That's a good point. I really did not consider that, uh, taking into account uh, how the lockdown has affected the development of some of these players. It's a good point uh, to bring up. Uh, and this one from Frank uh, Pareda. Uh, he says, as far as Kupari goes, barring any trades, he should be given an opportunity for third-line center role, hopefully between Fiala and Velarde. Uh, I would think Fiala should be a top six center next year. And uh, as far as Kupari being the third line center, I think Quentin Byfield might have something to say about that, but we shall see. Uh, we've got more YouTube comments to let you know about, but real quick, I, uh, while we have a second, I want to invite you to check out Locked on NHL. The Stanley Cup finals are set. It'll be the Florida Panthers against the Vegas Golden Knights starting on Saturday. Go Cats. Uh, to keep up to date on all the Stanley Cup playoff action, check out Locked on NHL. It's your daily show on all the latest goings on in the NHL. They will absolutely be talking about the Stanley Cup final, but there's also news on GMs being hired around the league. There's head coaching vacancies still to be filled as well. That is Locked on NHL, wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Uh, some more comments on the YouTube episodes. Uh, this on rooting for former Kings like Alec Martinez and Jonathan Quick now playing for the Vegas Golden Knights. We had a touch of that a moment ago, but Dennis Fister says, Eddie, I'm on the same page with you on my opinion of the Vegas Golden Knights. Normally, I root for former Kings, but not with Vegas. I am rooting for Florida. Seventh Son says, I am 100% a Kings fan, 100% not rooting for the former Kings now with the Vegas Golden Knights. was hoping for more of a fight from Dallas, but hoping Florida wins their first cup now. And this from the Lone Rangers, he says, I hope Alec Martinez has a great series. Shot blocking stud, too slow to move, too tough to die. Yeah, Alec is uh, one of the better shot blockers in the NHL, sometimes to his de detriment, but uh, he's willing to lay it on the line for his team. You got to respect that. Uh, on Phoenix Copley, perhaps being our number one goalie next season, uh, Caro Caro says, I think Copley can be a good backup goalie, but the Kings do need a young Jake Ottinger type of goalie to take them to the next level for years to come. Uh, as uh, always, Eddie, great job. Uh, Joe Scalia says Copley did great, but we'll see if he continues to play at this level. I doubt he will. And Fred Taylor says without Copley, I say the Kings would never have made the playoffs. Maybe with Copley and net for the Oilers, we'd be in the second round. And I saw this on Twitter from Sawmill17. He says, good Lord, here we go again. Blake has to get Cal off the payroll and fast. Copley is a good backup and can start for stretches. If injuries happen, Kings need a starling, starting goalie, but Corpusalo probably going elsewhere. I think when we bring up Phoenix Copley, I think the, the question is, if the Kings need to move, not move, if the Kings need to invest their cap space in other areas, would we be okay for as Phoenix Copley being our number one goalie next season? If we can allocate the cap space we have to improve other areas and not bring in another goalie, 
Would we be able to live with that? And when I see Aiden Hill leading the Vegas Golden Knights into the Stanley Cup final, and again, I get that's not the norm, but Aiden Hill is a Phoenix Copley type. And he's played really well. I'm not taking anything away from him, but he was a guy that was in the Sharks organization, not thinking he was going to be much of anything. Vegas picked him up for depth. And because of injuries, he's now playing and playing good enough to get them in the final. So, I mean, maybe, again, if you put a better team in front of a guy like a Phoenix Copley, could that be enough to go to the Stanley Cup final? I mean, Aiden Hill is kind of an example of maybe that's the case. Maybe the Kings don't look to get another goalie. Go with Copley and upgrade in other areas to make the team better around Copley. It's a thought. And we've seen guys like Jordan Bennington win a cup recently, Matt Murray in Pittsburgh. These are not the Jake Ottinger types, if you will, the the guys who are looked at as being elite or right on the cusp of being elite goaltenders. Um, We are going to end it right there. I want to thank everyone for taking the time to either send an email or to make a comment on the YouTube episodes. This episode, this show is not possible without your participation. So thank you very much for being a part of that. We have, if you if you don't know, if you're a newer listener, we have a fan feedback show every week during the offseason and the regular season. It, during the offseason, they're always on a Friday. So if you want to uh, be a part of a future episode, you'll have your chance coming up next week. Uh, speaking of next week, for you everydayers who you watch and listen Locked on LA Kings every day, Uh, We're going to have two more L.A. Kings players features looking back at last season and what their role is going forward. I think we're going to look at a defenseman and a forward, probably going to go with Alex Iafalo and Mikey Anderson. We are scheduled to be joined by the King Storian, a special fan interview next week. If you are on Twitter, you likely know who he is. He's a guy who every day tweets out facts about the date, this date in King's history. Uh, it's very, very cool. If you don't follow him, you need to follow him. And we'll be looking forward to uh, to meeting him and talking to him for the first time next week. Uh, we're going to have, as we continue to count down towards the NHL draft, we'll have another draft feature uh, this coming week as well. And, of course, we'll cap it all off with another fan feedback show on Friday. The email address, if you ever want to email me for anything, uh, is lockedoneddy at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E. Uh, we would love for you to stay connected with the show by following us on Twitter and Instagram. We are at Locked On LA Kings. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you, as always, for listening and watching this episode of Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Have a great weekend. We will talk to you on Monday. And as always, go Kings, go.